but we got a special crew today. We're trying to limit it to four people per podcast. That way it doesn't get too confusing. And uh, we only have uh, five headsets and one of them belongs to the video production crew. <laughs> that, that's another good point. We need to order some more. Um, but today we have myself. I'm Alex Zavada. We have Josh Scott to my right, to Hello. my left. We have Josh Bixler Hi. and then a special guest, Bob Parmley. Hey, Bob. Hi. Everyone is spatially aware of where we are now. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> are we, we going to be panned according to how you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, stereo. <laughs> cool. So this has been an exciting week, hasn't it? It's been a crazy week. Yeah, it's been good though. Um, I think it's what Chad Lewis' second week of work. No, this is officially last Friday was his first day. Oh yeah, that's right. Yep. Wow. So he just got seems like one forever. Week. He's, he's, he's feel like he's been here a month already. And, and he's still <laughs> and he's still with us. He's still kicking. He's still strong. No no major injuries. Uh, although uh, his leg is wrapped up from the, the longboard tumble. <laughs> so uh, he has an awesome electric skateboard. You know why is it whenever we hire people they have a love with something dangerous. Uh, you know, I wrote it, and it's pretty awesome. And it's pretty dangerous. The only problem is it doesn't have a break. <laughs> like I said, dangerous. <laughs> so that being said, it's definitely faster downhill yeah. than it is uphill. But it is special, though. We, we have Bob in here today. And a uh, matter of fact, if you guys ever looked down at, didn't, at Oshkosh, didn't someone call you, like, background Bob? That's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> in fact... Alex's dad, that's what he calls me, too. <laughs> that's funny. You know, we, we are blessed a lot of great people with servants' hearts. Bob, you uh, you personify that, man. Uh, you come down. Well, and, thank you. Uh, if you guys went to a flight fest and you saw the models hanging on the back display, I would say 95 or 98% of those were all Bob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, Bob's been, ha- he's been a big part of the flight test family for about two, three years now. He's been coming in and helping out. He's kind of like the uh, granddad of flight test. Coolest granddad I could ever imagine. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, Bob. Well, actually, I've known you, Bob, for like a good portion of my life, actually. You and my father, Steve, um, For and also for those of you longtime podcast listeners, you may have remembered Bob from a, a long time ago, probably three years ago or so. We had my dad and Bob on the podcast, and we talked a lot about full scale. You guys... Um, that's my phone. That's Josh's phone. So, but anyways, Bob and my dad go have a, a long history. They went back and they worked together. You guys both were uh, commercial pilots, right? That's correct. We uh, we worked together for uh, I don't know how many years, uh, but uh, we flew jet aircraft uh, well for all over the world. And he's still doing it. He took over my job when I uh, retired. So. Um, We've had a long history, and we had a good relationship. Yep. I'm sure when my dad retires, we'll be seeing a lot more of him, too, around the shop. He'll be uh, Bob's right-hand man. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he says. Yeah, that's, he's, he's looking forward to it. Yeah, he's so got a couple years left. I can't imagine something cooler than that. That'd be awesome. You know, Bob, we call you like the, the granddad of the group, but you are one of the coolest individuals that's done more in your life. Uh, it's pretty inspirational. Uh, how long ago did you get into flying? Well, getting into flying, I uh, I started flying full scale when I was uh, 16. But uh, before that, my dad owned a uh, hobby shop. And uh, when I was, oh, probably six, seven years old, we had a U-Control uh, in our backyard. And uh, it was one of those neat things where everybody would come to our house to uh, they'd buy their airplanes, and then they'd take them in the backyard and fly them. On you control, of course, and then eventually we worked our way into uh, into uh, RC stuff, and then about that time he got out of it, so uh, sort of dropped out of the hobby for a little while, a short time. So in your backyard, you had crazy fast airplanes flying in circles. That's that's correct. What, uh, what year was that? That was in the, oh in the early fifties. Wow. 
I would say, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just like this, this group. You form a big group, that, and it's a, it's a family. Yeah, as, it as really is. The, uh, Yeah, and we had a great family group that was there and, uh, you know, had those relationships forever. And that's, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's still the same house that you're living in today. That's that, correct. That's wow. where you and your dad had that hobby shop. That's that's amazing. That's that's really really cool. So you guys did the control line stuff first. What what year was it when the radio gear kind of started to become mainstream and at an affordable cost? Well, I don't think it. Uh, while we were doing it, it never got to be the affordable cost. Yeah, it was but still um, it was very expensive and a very limited. You know, you you had uh, well, it first started out. All you got was rudder. <laughs> you, you it was a free flight with rudder, and that's about you, all you had. You uh, had a, a blip switch, right? It was one, like a button. One press was like left, and then two presses was right. And then that's the right. Final yeah. one brought you back to center. That's right, <laughs> that's and uh, that's about what you did at, at that at the start of things. And then eventually, of course, they worked into then the rubber band escapements, and you, you had elevator and that kind of thing. So. But it was basically a free flight, and and when it ran out of gas, you could at least keep it close to you and keep it coming home. And that's awesome. <laughs> so you said you started flying full scale at what sixteen? I started flying when I was sixteen. That's right. What did you? What were you training in when you were? We had an, a Ronca Chief. Nice is what. Uh, and it was interesting that the airplane that we bought was uh, the Kent State um, Aviation Group at that time. Uh, had just rebuilt it. So oh, wow. uh, we bought this airplane from Kent State uh, awesome. and uh, and learned to fly in that. And then we uh, sold that and got a Cessna 170. Nice. And I wish I still had that. that those things are awesome. I love the 170s. <laughs> that's that's awesome. My brother Joe went to Kent State, obviously, years later. But uh, uh, they have a really good aviation program there. That's correct. They sure do. So... How long you originally set out for an aviation career, or was that always on your mind growing up? Or, well, no, I, I really didn't. Uh, we had a family business. Uh, my dad owned a, a trucking company, and and so I started in the trucking business, and then realized that uh, I really didn't want to do that. So I went to Embry Riddle uh, Aviation School down in Florida, hmm. and uh, got my ratings. I had already had a private license, but I got my commercial multi-engine instrument rating down there. How old were you? I was, uh, let's see, well, I was about 19, I think, when I was down there. Wow. And uh, started with them, and, you know, like I said, I went through their program and uh, got rated, and then came back home and uh, became um, a flight instructor in the area, I first worked at Wadsworth Airport a little for a year or so, and then went to went to Freedom Field, and I worked up there for three years, I think, before I got my first corporate job. Wow, and that was for, is it Schlake? What's that, oh, your first job? Yeah. My first job was with Associated Developments uh, out of Akron. We were based at Akron Canton Airport, and uh, my first airplane, that corporate airplane that I flew, was a Howard 500 which we were just up at Oshkosh uh, this past week, and uh, we, uh, I got to see two of them. There, were, there was two of them there, and the guy told wow. me that they're the, the, the only two left in the world. Oh, that's, wow. That still fly, or just two in general? Just two that still fly. Are still airworthy. I'm sure yeah. there's probably some on display somewhere. But that's a big airplane. 
that was a big uh, uh, piston engine airplane. Twin, twin engine radial, right? You're right. It had R2800s on it, and uh, it was very fast. Uh, it was cruised at 305 knots. And uh, wow. so it was that's a for, heck of a first gig for a corporate airplane. <laughs> it was very fast and uh, had a good range to it. it. We never took it to Europe, but it could go there if, wow. if you wanted to. Do you know, do you, by chance, do you remember what year the Howard that you flew was, what year it was made or what year they were made in general? I'm not exactly sure what, when, what, uh, it was D. Howard down in, in uh, San Antonio, Texas took the PB-1 bombers, mm-hmm. and he remanufactured them is what he did. He remanufactured them and made them into corporate airplanes. And the first ones he built were not pressurized. And then the Howard 500 uh, was pressurized, was the first pressurized wow. corporate airplane. That's why it was uh, popular. I, I think they only built, though, like 25 of them total. Oh, wow. Uh, and... Uh, that's crazy. So, well, what happened was Gulfstream came out with the Gulfstream 1. The Gulfstream 1 had turbine engines on it, uh, turboprop engines, and it was a lot more modern looking. So uh, it became the more popular design and looking airplane. So p- corporations went with the G1 rather than... Because your Howard F- was a twin engine radial, so it had the big old radio engine, and it was a tail dragger, right? That's correct. Yes. Big, huge tail dragger, which is awesome. Is there any, uh, I know a lot of like different airplanes have different quirks or, or little things about them that probably only the pilots know. Is there anything that you remember about those old airplanes that, that was a little different or tricky about flying them or landing them or taking them off? Well, the Howard 500 had a unique uh, situation where if you landed with a crosswind, uh, uh, be a left crosswind, uh, the co-pilot had to land it because of the way the yoke was, you couldn't get enough aileron into it if you were in the left seat, which is the pilot command <laughs> position. So the co-pilot would have to grab the yoke and he'd have to bend the uh, aileron around so you had enough uh, aileron for crosswinds. But uh, it was it, interesting. That's, that's pretty crazy. You say that so casually. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, crosswind limb. Hey, uh, co-pilot, can you, can you pull on this yoke for me a little harder? <laughs> yeah. But it was that was a very unique airplane, and uh, I'm glad I got to fly it and... Uh, uh, it was a fun company to be with too. We were we traveled to Florida a lot. That's pretty cool. And then, how long were you at Swagelock? Swagelock is the company that him and my dad worked at. My dad currently still does work at Swagelock. I was there twenty five years. Wow. I re- I retired from there. Swagelock was a fantastic company to work for as far as a pilot goes. Uh, our flight operation, uh, we hauled uh, executives and customers. Part of our big work there was doing customer work. We would go out and bring customers in to see our facilities and see how we did things. That's awesome. And uh, my my dad's still flying there. You guys mainly flew Bombardier Challengers? Well, we started out, when I got there, we had a Gulfstream 1 and a Gulfstream 2. Okay. So we had the G1 and the G2. And to be honest with you, the G2 was probably the the most fun airplane I ever flew. Uh, It... It was well overpowered. It had the same thrust-to-weight ratio as an F4. Wow. Uh, so uh, it would do some amazing things if you were light on fuel and, and uh, the passengers didn't mind. 
you could <laughs> you could do some amazing things with it. That's pretty awesome. And and now my dad, they still have one uh, Challenger, but he's flying a G five, a Gulfstream G five fifty. G five fifty, and that's a fantastic airplane. Yeah, I think that's probably my dad's favorite too. We'll have when my dad's not so busy, we'll have to have him on the podcast sometime. That's really cool. So. You got a very special family. Well, that's awesome. Now, um, you just recently got to come back from Oshkosh. And, that's correct. Uh, I, I envy your energy because you helped out so much, whether it was setting up, tearing down, manning, uh, building ventures at Oshkosh. What was your experience like there? It was fantastic uh, working in the booth and meeting all the people. One of the things I really enjoyed doing was I try to ask everybody that came up to the booth where they were from. And, you know, they blow you away sometimes when, you know, this guy says, oh, I'm from South Africa. And they go, whoa, you you come here all the, you know, uh, or, you know, Germany or wherever they're from there. They were from all over. And uh, it was just interesting talking to the people. And then building the little ventures was fun because some of the kids, it's really interesting um, working with the kids. And uh, some of them are really into it. They know exactly what they're doing and uh, all you had to do was direct them a little bit and then others uh unfortunately didn't have a clue yeah (laughs) (laughs) but what to do but uh uh there's one uh incident i had there with a a lady and she when we got done i was working with her little daughter and she she started sort of yelling at me and i i was sort of shocked and i what did i do wrong you know she said no it's what you did right and I said, what do you mean? She said, well, you made her build that airplane. <laughs> and I said, I said, well, it's just, you know, it's simple. And it's, she said, I know, but you made her do it. <laughs> and so that, that was really gratifying. Yeah. It, was, it was neat. So many times uh, people literally just be like, let me do it in front of you, show you how to do it. And you rob that person experience. And yeah. Bob, you have a, a real special way about how you connect with people. And uh, I'm so grateful because uh, the Oshkosh experience wouldn't have been the same without you. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate going up there and, and uh, participating. It was fun. Well, you did a recap of Oshkosh. How do they see that? Well, that's on YouTube, and it's on my channel. Just type in uh, Bob Parmelee, uh, P-A-R-M-E-L-E-E, and it's on there. And uh, they can look. I've got uh, seven or eight things on there. But there, I did it in two parts because I knew they'd be too long to try to put them all in one. We'll put a link in the description uh, for in the show notes for this podcast so you guys awesome. can check that out. Well, Bob, you, you're uh, actually, and Josh is here as well, too. You guys have been instrumental this past week in helping us to uh, to get ready for the flu talk. Yeah, well, I want to say real quick, one of the cool things about Bob is that with all the things that you've experienced and all the knowledge that he has, he's always so humble Yeah. when mm-hmm. he's working. You know, he, he just comes in and helps out with projects and just, what do you need me to do kind of thing. So it's really cool. It's really cool to work with Bob. And stuff yeah, like we should we should mention that I said earlier, Bob's been, you know, coming to the shop, you know, at least once or a couple times a week, helping us out for about two or three years now. And he's done anything from running the laser cutters to taking out trash, to helping with shoots, to building all kinds of display airplanes. And I can't imagine how many times we've had like a crazy idea or tried to do something a certain way, and Bob's kind of standing there like, that's not going to work, but he never (laughs) says anything. (laughs) (laughs) He just lets us figure it out on our own. (laughs) Definitely a patient guy, that's for sure. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And working with you guys is just... Likewise, that's why I got involved with here. I, I well, we I interviewed Josh and and that, yeah. at a, at an event one time and uh, uh, for a local TV station that I do some work for. And 
I just like the message that the trying to build the hobby and uh, support aviation, get people involved. And uh, I don't know if you uh, heard the news. I just was the military is running out of pilots. Did you see that? It was on the that, news. No. It, they, yeah, they're running short on pilots because pilots, there's a shortage of pilots in the airline industry, so the military guys are bailing out to go to the, to the uh, civilian market. And uh, they said the same thing with uh, technicians. They have, I think there's 4,000 openings in the military for uh, aviation technicians wow. that they're just having trouble filling. Hmm. Never would have thought that, but it does make sense if you look a lot of the, the average uh, age, a lot of these pilots and technicians are getting at the age where they can leave you know, the military mm-hmm. and, and pursue really profitable careers in the private sector, and uh, there's a big age gap you know, with that. And You know, drones, everyone talks, oh, drones will fix this, drones will fix that. There's only so much that drones can do. You really need butts and seats flying people, you know, certain places. And uh, even at Oshkosh, what were they talking like? Fifteen thousand dollars sign-on bonuses for people to. Uh, That's to get true. Into aviation. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty wild. When you think and about I think that. the military is uh, for their technicians. I think I heard the guy say that they were offering a thirty-five thousand dollar bonus to re, you know, re-up. Wow. That's crazy. To get keep keep people. Unreal. So, uh, speaking of all the things that Bob's helped out with over the years, he's been helping the past week or so. You guys have been working on some crazy new big projects. <laughs> some of you guys may have seen the Facebook Lives and the Periscopes. We've been building a rather Flug, large... Flugie. Flugentagen. Flugentagen. We've been getting ready for the Red Bull Flugentagen, which by this Wednesday, we have to have this thing wrapped up. And done. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Chad Nowak from Rotorite is going to be coming over to uh, on Monday okay, to, to cool. test it out. So we're going to try to give him something that he can uh, he can pick up and kind of inspect. Chad uh, Chad Nowak from Rotorite is we've we've uh, brought him on to fly our crazy craft. Yes. Um, one uh, because he is an experienced uh, pilot. He flies uh, competition gliders uh, back when he was living in Australia. And this is going to be so close to that. <laughs> Um, but also, he is a tiny little lightweight man, so <laughs> which is wow. opposite. Which is a really nice way of saying that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, is, you see him, you see him, you do not think he, he's that light. No, he's you not. Know, he's like, just like two percent, you know, body fat. Yeah. So he's, he's ridiculously light. He's lightweight, and he knows how to fly. So mm-hmm. we we think he's going to do a great job. Uh, and, and hopefully he will not be injured. We we're a little. We, we keep looking at this thing like, okay, how are we not going to break him in half? So I think we have he's going to have a helmet on. Yeah, but what about his torso? <laughs> <laughs> Protecting the head's good, but we need to keep it attached to the body. So explain a little bit about your uh, Josh. You've kind of uh, spearheaded the project, and you've yeah. had a lot of help from Bob and Chad Lewis. Even Josh Scott was helping yeah, out today. He, he was here last Friday. Matter of um, fact, uh, we we put most of the wing together last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Um, Chad's first day last last Friday was literally okay. Sit on the floor and cut out ribs, and and he did it with a, with a happy heart. And uh, the, the way we did this is we didn't want to try to reinvent the wheel, and we only had 24 feet to work with. So I was fortunate enough in the back of a hangar at my local airport, where my Pete is, um, there was this old wreckage of an old Volmer Jensen. And if anyone knows, trying to find a strong piece of aluminum tube is difficult and expensive, and we didn't have time. So uh, I got this old wreckage to scavenge parts from. Uh, but the neat thing about the Volmer Jensen is... The plane, on average, uh, cruised around 19 miles an hour, stalled at 17, and we were able to really take a lot of the insight because it had a really fat wing core, didn't have the long aspect ratio like you normally see uh, on gliders, 
And we kind of reverse engineered it to take a lot of the points for figuring if this flies good, you know, let's go ahead and, and take some notes from that. So we didn't copy it directly. Um, we, we changed the airfoil to a little bit more docile airfoil. Uh, every Volmer Jensen I saw fly, the ones you see stall just break and drop like a rock. So uh, we went with a, a Clark Y, um, YM18, YK18, something like that. Really obnoxiously thick Clark Y airfoil. And uh, we made out of foam. So the, the spar is uh, one inch by three quarter inch poplar box spar. Uh, sheeted with 16 inch plywood and then as a filler because the uh, the center spar is over 12 inches wide we used uh, foam inside of it da foam so a lot of lamination going on but the spar you could easily stand on it and it mm-hmm. didn't flex an inch yeah. so that was really exciting and the wing all up weight of one wing what was it uh, 18 pounds 20 pounds something like half. that yeah so we'll have about 40 pounds in wing you know by the time it's probably covered maybe 45. Uh, but it's it's kind of getting exciting. It's really coming together good. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it's uh, you know we, we we put tape on it just just a second yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> you would think that tape would work so well. Tape from Office Max. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So the, aircraft approved. Red Bull Fluke Hog. <laughs> they do it every year, and they actually do it in multiple locations. Uh, the one we're doing is actually next week. It's uh, going to be August twentieth. Um, by the time this podcast is out, it may have already happened. Yeah. Um, but if you're in the area, definitely. We won. <laughs> we won. <laughs> that would be interesting. So the way the competition works is uh, the flight is actually only one-third of your uh, score. Yeah. Um, so the other two-third is what? Costumes. So you got to dress up and then also <laughs> performance. A skit. Entertainment <laughs> value. Creativity and performance. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why you see people running off with hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been kicking around a lot of ideas. Um, obviously, we want to be there to try to, to promote the brand of Flight Test. Um, but we, what are some of the ideas we've been kicking around? Oh, boy, we had quite a few ideas. Originally, it was, you know, how do we promote? Because this is a collaboration with Road Riot and kind of mix us both together in a way that doesn't uh, compromise anything. Um, quite difficult. We, we talked about maybe some World War One, you know, looking planes yep. and... Uh, and, you know, kind of doing some re- retakes on that. Uh, we settled with something a little bit more pop culture, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, so what we're thinking, at, as of right now, it's looking like we're going with a Pokemon theme. <laughs> yes, and by the way, I just learned what Pokemon is. you got to catch them all. <laughs> you and do have to catch them all. Little, little fuzzy creatures get um, captured with little balls. So you guys them. started with World War One. <laughs> And somehow <laughs> made your way to Pokemon. You know, right, right. I mean, I can see how they're related, how the one thought went to the next, and then all of a sudden, Pokemon. You know, I, I, would, I would love to be able to do the World War One theme, but it, I don't think it would be entertaining looking at it from 300 feet away. So, yeah, it, it, Pokemon probably sounds like a little bit out there, crazy idea. But if you go, just go and watch some highlight videos of the Flugtog, and you can see everyone else's <laughs> themes. Um, the, the idea is to, you have to have a theme song. Um, and you have to, uh, you know, basically entertain the crowd, get the crowd going, and then also hopefully fly as far as possible. Um, and you, you can't just do one. Like, we can't just focus on getting a really, really long flight. It needs to be also. We thought Pokemon, especially with the app, um, but even without the app, Pokemon's really uh, culturally relevant. Most everybody who's going to be at the Fluke Talk, I'd imagine, are going to be younger to middle-aged people. Who are going to be aware of what it is, and when they see a giant Pikachu dancing around and jump, jumping <laughs> yeah, off into I heard the water, about, I heard about it's Pikachu. Be what are you talking about jumping off in the water? <laughs> I heard about Pikachu onesies. <laughs> was, we got—I don't know—we got some—we got some costumes ordered. If, if you would, <laughs> let's just say we ordered some costumes. I better not get the girl Pikachu. <laughs> um, 
If you would have said a month ago that we would be seriously talking about Pokemon and, and running off, because we knew the food talk was going on, but this has turned a different direction. But on the flip side, we, we do want to win it. Yeah. And uh, even if we break a record but we don't have a good performance, we'll still lose. So we really are not just going there to be goofy, but to really try to build an airship that can perform well and then just kill on all three fronts because we want people to learn what flight test is yeah. and why we're so passionate. And and uh, we're going to give it a shot this year and see see what happens, see how it goes, and then hopefully, you know, if, if it goes well, hopefully we'll be back, you know, at future flu togs. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It's definitely been an intense ride. We had uh, the amazing experience of Flight Fest. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what people don't know, we did a uh, manufacturer's camp. We got to build a whole bunch of little sparrows and interact with a lot of great kids and parents. And then right after that was Oshkosh for a week. Yep. And then um, we've had this last week, we've been building this plane, and now we're coming up in there. Uh, so it's going to be an intense run, and I'm really grateful for Bob and Josh to really come out. Yep. And also our new addition, Chad, to, uh, to really be giving Chad's us Chad's been all. a huge help. Yeah. We'll have him on the podcast in the future. Yeah. So it's really neat where he comes from. His, his love of family and, uh, and people is really inspirational. Yeah, and uh, depending on, on when this... Uh, podcast is out you may have already seen him on our some one of our new videos mm-hmm. yes but a little bit different format we, we've been experimenting with uh some new styles of content um you've been really pioneering this uh you're talking about the vlogs right yeah yeah well um we have always wanted to we've been kicking around the idea for years now of how we could bring you guys more content because that's a a common recurring request from the community is they want you know more and more content common recurring community requests <laughs> <laughs> and we uh we never wanted to uh steer away from what we set out to do which is two episodes a week that either you know entertain educate or inspire people about aviation um so that being said we're, we're gonna be continuing our monday wednesday episodes they're not going anywhere um, but we started this new vlog style uh videos and we're hoping to do two a week um, and then potentially more, depending on how well received they are. Um, but basically, the way, the easiest way to describe it is uh, like flight test home videos. We want to give you guys. Uh, we talk all the time about um, the relational aspect of this hobby and how how important it is to go out and experience uh, the hobby with other people. Two minds is greater greater than one. Whether it's a father and son, or two friends, or mothers and daughters. Um, when you're doing something like define the laws of gravity, you're going to get a lot farther, a lot faster when you have more than one mind on the problem. Um, not only that, but you also make memories and you, you grow closer together, you build relationships. And that's something that we hold very, very close to our hearts. And so kind of the idea behind the vlog is not only is it going to be fun and entertaining and funny at times, but we want to kind of showcase our relationships that we've built with each other over the years. Um, we are coworkers, but we're also uh, very, very good friends, and we share memories all the, all the time. And a lot of times, it's, it doesn't end up in an episode; it doesn't end up on camera. Um, not to say that we don't enjoy shooting episodes; the episodes are definitely memories together as well. But there's a lot of stuff that goes beyond it, and then also it kind of gives you guys an inside look at, at what else is going on with flight test, other than just the the episodes. Um, I, I joke around a lot of times that our video editors are extremely talented, Christian and, and Dave and, and even Brian, uh, before he moved out to California with his sister. Um, they're so talented that they, they make us look a lot cooler than we actually are. So we want to make sure we set the record straight. <laughs> <laughs> so this vlog is, is going to give you guys a little inside look at you know, what, what really goes on. Um, who who does what you know within flight test and and you know how, just how we have fun time together. Don't know if uh, ever realized it until watching your vlog, but it, it is like a reality reality show. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but with with the drama, like it's nothing is it's really placed in there or hyped up. It's it's really funny when you sit back and, and see it through mm-hmm. just one day, all the craziness that goes on. And well, yeah, and this vlog style isn't anything new. There's a lot of vloggers on YouTube that that's all they do. And uh, my wife and I, we don't have cable. Uh, we have Netflix, but we rarely rarely even watch that. We we mainly just watch YouTube. There's if you know where to look, there's a lot of good content out there that either releases episodes weekly like us Monday and Wednesday Um, but a lot of people do it daily and uh, the cool thing about vlog is it is kind of reality TV but not reality TV that you see on television Um, it's reality TV without the broadcast television umbrella over top of it without the producers that are telling you you know make it more dramatic blah 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 it's real there's no in-between guy Um, so we're capturing stuff raw it's super jump cutty uh, very quick edits um, it's not nearly as highly produced as the stuff that our other editors do, um, but it, it's it's more relatable. I think it kind of gives you an, an inside look at you know uh, what it's really like you know day on a day to day basis. Yeah. And, and the thing I like about it too is it really does give you an appreciation of how the editors really polish us up. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's, it it's does. pretty humbling to see how how well they cut it, but. I don't know. I've, I've been watching back, and, and really, you know, Dave Knopp and Christian did a great job with this year's recap of Life Fest. Oh, it's the best one yet. Yeah, by far. And uh, I really like the feel. That almost felt kind of bloggish to me, mm-hmm. too, you know, because yeah, I really was a little bit of it. documented the experience. But uh, what I really liked is just uh, getting to show people what they've blessed us with with the job. Yeah. We get to do this every single day. We want people to get to see what we get to experience, mm-hmm. um, not only to share it with them, but also just to show them how grateful we are. So yes. a lot of a lot of great stuff goes behind the scenes. We, we all really do love each other. Uh, it's kind of crazy because we're all so different. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it's really cool to see how it, it works in mm-hmm. such a good way. So we're gonna share, eager to share it. And, and selfishly, I'm excited because I've been talking full-scale Fridays forever. Yeah, it's going to be a natural platform to yeah. uh, pretty much showcase whatever it is that we want. Ooh, my coffee's here. Austin, don't is my, spill it on your pants. I just <laughs> right, right before the podcast started, I spilled coffee all over my pants, so I smell really good right now. It's, it's almost dry. <laughs> um, but yeah, what I was saying earlier is it's it's going to be a really natural platform for us to shed light on uh, not only things that we want to, but also people. Um, also, a huge part that I'm really excited about the vlog is it's going to be a natural platform to for us to communicate directly with you guys, the community. Yeah. Um, so in the episodes, uh, typically we'll have a little segment towards the, in the opening or towards the end and the closing where we can plug something or say, mm-hmm. you know, if you guys have ideas, let us know in the comments, stuff like that. The vlog is going to be something where we can sit down and we can, we can legitimately have a Q and a live on Periscope or Facebook live, or even just post and you guys can post questions and we'll answer them put them in the vlog, and we'll also take notes on your guys' ideas. So if there's something specific you want to see in an episode, um, it'll be a natural platform for us to have that kind of conversation and uh, take your guys' feedback. Um, so that's one of the things that I'm really, really looking forward to. Figuring a family, you know, you, your family only runs as good as your communication allows. And yeah. uh, in marriage and family and friends, uh, this is really kind of a cool way where I see it's another level of communication we can have with each other, but also the community to really make sure we're on point with where they want us to go and uh, also to share that with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love Flight Fest just for the fact that you get to hug more people and talk to them and hear their stories. Yep. Who cares about the phone planes yeah. <laughs> at that point? It really you know, gets that. So I'm, I'm excited about this chapter. It's definitely going to be intense for you. I mean, you're really pioneering a lot of this, and uh, 
uh, I'm eager to see you know what you bring to the table. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting ride, a whole new era. And also, um, we kind of wanted to try to do something more, take it, put, kick it into a new drive because there's a big uh, milestone that we're approaching here very quickly. I, I haven't checked uh, in the last hour or so, but Check right now. we are approaching not only 500,000 subscribers, um, but also uh, 100 million views. Ooh. Wow. Globally, so across million views. across all of our videos, which we have almost seven hundred videos, we almost have one hundred million views, which is that's ins- a milestone. Insane, it's crazy. So, that's a lot of hype. <laughs> and, and like I said earlier, we we know you guys have been asking for more content for for a long time, and uh, we think this is a good time yeah. to to start doing that. Just just look down here, uh, four hundred ninety six thousand seven hundred forty seven as of that's right crazy. now, from what I can tell. So it's. Uh, it's kind of cool. That's all kind of culminating right around the flu talk and with what you're bringing to the table. It's, yep. it's a really great launch point to uh, to add more. Yeah, and uh, it's it's crazy to think about because I got hired in uh, 2013. Yep. And when I got hired, I think we had 28,000 subscribers. Mm-hmm. Yep. We, like, wow. Uh, yeah, and uh, in that short time, it we went from uh, I think we finished the year off at 33, and went from 33 to 105 in a year, 105 to 250, mm-hmm. and then 250 to now. Yeah, it's interesting the way that the YouTube algorithm works. Um, it's uh, there's like uh, kind of milestones, like getting to uh, from zero to like thirty thousand is like it, it takes a lot. It took you guys what three years? First year we finished at seventeen thousand, and we were on cloud nine. We're yeah. like wow. Yeah, and and by the way, you know, it, it sounds like we're we're talking down about that. We're not. Um, no, no. When you know, I was at a, a men's retreat one time, and I got to walk past twelve thousand people to go to the bathroom. And uh, you realize were they all in line? No, it's <laughs> not. But uh, no, I, I was in the front, and I had to walk to the back, and it just really hit me with, with you know, when when you're like, oh yeah, five hundred thousand people. Or I remember when you told me about that. Yeah, it, it honestly got me emotional because uh, I had to go to the bathroom really bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was pretty humbling to think that you know we, we talk about you know numbers, but really those numbers are people. Those are people yeah. saying I it's choose insane someone to, to think watch about. you. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. I can't express how what an honor it is. You know, to really think about that. Yeah. And we take it seriously. Yep. And uh, the next couple of years are going to be even more crazy. Yeah. We hope to grow the family uh, <laughs> as big as possible. Yeah, and, and it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of new things coming in. And the, the Oshkosh experience, you know, right after the flight test experience, it really it gives you this feeling of peace when you realize how much in aviation, but also the family network, you know, we've been allowed to, to go into. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I never dreamed of that. Uh, Josh, I mean, imagine our first episode. Do you ever dream? No, I don't think about that. Chad's garage. <laughs> It's, yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy, man. It's what crazy. was it like uh, for you, like Chad? Chad, your cousin, right? Yeah. He, he, what he like, did he call you? And be like, hey, yeah, I want to. Well, I had done I had done some stuff with with Chad before. Oh, that's right. For you know, his I've done, video production yeah, company. for his, his production company. I did videos and short films and and you know stuff like that. So it wasn't that out of the ordinary for him to call and ask uh, to come do this show about RC planes, which I didn't even know what he was talking about at the time. Um, and I, I remember even we had, we had that TV that was like part of the set piece that had the flight test logo on it that was always right behind us. And I remember the first few takes of like the intro, like, Hey, welcome to flight test thing. Um, I had to like keep turning around looking at the TV and be like, what's this show called again? (laughs) But yeah, I, I honestly like until I, until I got down there and we actually started shooting, I'm like, Oh, okay. I think I kind of understand what's going on. 
So, um, you know what my biggest regret to this day is, is uh, the first episode I was a jerk. And I remember no. it was like, we're trying to instill like with drama and stuff. We talked, we kind of went way too deep, but I remember saying, you cannot fly this plane. And if anyone knows me now, that is not my heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is funny. I never it's funny though, that. because that became like your catchphrase. Yeah. You know, yeah, there, there was a t-shirt that, that, uh, that Hobby King made. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. Um, but, uh, it, it's really, you know, I'm really grateful to Chad for, that opportunity because to think about what it's become now yeah. and, uh, and the, the, the lakes that it's grown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really grateful for, that, grateful for that starting point and his vision to bring it. And I'm still to this day, that set was my favorite set to work at. Yeah, definitely. Definitely some good memories. Do you remember that first episode? Um, Chad made me stand on a box so that we would be more comparable in height. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That happened, one, that happened one day, right? Yeah, there was only one time yeah. that ever happened. Because we couldn't suddenly just like put little boxes, just yeah. platform shoes. Well, yeah. I don't know. Do you remember the the funny thing was I showed up and I didn't know what to wear to be on camera. So I showed up in like this striped like polo or something. And it would have just wreaked havoc with the camera. And Chad's like, here, come upstairs. Now, if anyone knows me, I'm, I'm not exactly thin. <laughs> And I was I was I was big even back then, and, and he put me in a medium stretchy long john shirt. And uh, I remember reading through the comments, and it was one of the first ones that popped up was, "Hey, Baldy Josh has moves." <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I'm Baldy Josh, and, and, and that, that set me on a path to try to fix that. And five years later, I'm still on that path. Yeah. But we both got a lot of uh, a lot of nicknames. Oh yeah, we had to do updates about those nicknames. About, yeah. You know, the fact that we're married. There's one thing. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's one thing that YouTube is good for when you when you put yourself out there. It definitely makes you very self-aware. Oh yeah. <laughs> of yeah. yourself. So vulnerable. <laughs> because people have no filter whatsoever. Yeah. You know what's kind of cool though? Even going back, um, because there was originally, you know, we didn't have a real website or anything like that. So a lot of our stuff was posted on RC groups and uh it was pretty aggressive. I mean pretty negative actually. Yeah. And, Do you remember that one that one uh British guy? He was I don't remember his name, but he released videos that were specifically just to bash flight us. test. Yeah. It wasn't Cracker McGillicuddy, was uh, it? I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe no, he wasn't correct. British. I don't know. Yeah, it was it was crazy. We gave people something to hate on for a long time. But yeah. What was really special is I think around the one year mark, you start you saw a shift mm-hmm. all of a sudden where it was like what we were doing and the words we were saying started really impacting people. And, yeah. And that really is where you know the website came around and, and a community started coming out of that where mm-hmm. I think Alex, you call them care bears, you know. Yeah. And uh, these these people that really want to love on people and connect with them through that. Uh, started coming out and and now you know we see that community and it's yeah you you put out a video and, and anyone puts out a video you don't get the bashing and the hatred and the negativity that you get at other yeah places. we should put a disclaimer just in general when you put yourself out there in general regardless of whether it's on YouTube I think it helps you become very self aware of yourself um, that being said our community on YouTube is unlike any other community I've ever They're seen amazing. on that platform on YouTube sure yep um, the the YouTube comment section is typically a vicious vicious area and yeah. that is not the case at all with flight test community and we can't thank you guys enough for that even if there is somebody that's being negative down there uh, you'll have blue or you know <laughs> somebody from the community come right in and, and set them straight and and typically in a nice way too. in a nice way and a lot of times they end up you know seeing it the flight test way and be like oh yeah you're right you know i'm sorry or whatever whatever the case may be i've seen that happen time and time again we don't really ever 
I don't think we really ever go on the defensive where we no. have to ever justify. You always have an amazing to. community that, that just kind of comes along, and they don't. They're not like ferociously loyal. Where if you don't like it, you know, you're you're done, and they pick you apart. No, they they really try to usher you into a more positive frame of mind, and uh, we're really grateful because yeah. we definitely give them plenty of material to hate on. You yeah. know. Especially when I talk about how to design a plane. <laughs> One of my favorite comments was they said, uh, Josh Bixler talking about uh, aeronautics is like Barney talking about paleontology. <laughs> and I, I seriously wanted to freak <laughs> So That's a great quote. That's right. <laughs> you should put that on your resume <laughs> as a reference. <laughs> but no, it's, it's been very special. And it's hard to believe, but we're, we're not even through our sixth year until... October, right? October, yeah. Wow. It's crazy. It's been a crazy ride, and I have a feeling it's going to just keep getting crazier. Yes. Um, And that's all thanks to you guys. I I think that's a good place to end it. We we are coming up on about 45 minutes, and um, can't thank you guys enough. 500,000 is something that I never would have dreamed of. Um, back when when I got hired three years ago in a single car garage cutting out three packs <laughs> with, with you and your working wife, really terrible hours. And um, it's it, it has been a crazy. I feel like I've been working for flight test for about ten years, even though it's been three, and it's been a good ten years. <laughs> think think about this. I mean, you were married at the time. I didn't um, have a kid either. Yeah, yeah Al Austin came into the picture. He was married. Uh, Josh, you were just married. Yeah, well, I'd been married for a few years, but now like flight like flight test has been around for more than half of my marriage, so that's pretty crazy to think about. And, and, and the majority of my son's life, wow. I remember I would bring Logan to the set. That's right, he was, I he was like real tiny, yeah. chubby face kid. I'm gonna I'm gonna cry just just thinking about it <laughs> because he's not chubby anymore. No, he's skinny. Yeah, he's just, a little. I wonder where he gets it from. <laughs> <laughs> flight test, flight test, children. You know, yours. Uh, yep. You got we got two Charlies, a Logan. Uh, let's see, uh, Austin's kids. Uh, let's Violet. See. Violet. I remember telling my wife, who was at that point my girlfriend, telling her that it was before we were even engaged, telling her that I got the job after you know I'd been on the phone with Chad and interviewed with Chad, and just being so excited, and she was so happy for me too. It was, it's been a quick. I mean, like, like I said earlier, it feels like a decade yeah. ago. <laughs> it's crazy. All of our yeah. wives have pretty much cycled through working with her us here too, which yep. is, is kind of crazy. <laughs> so, well, that is a good note to end on. Yeah, so, guys, thank can't you. thank you guys enough. We wouldn't be here without you. Um, like if if uh, you just came back to the podcast, we are sorry that we kind of fell off the bandwagon there for a while. This last year has been crazy. There's no excuses, but we are back, and we're gonna we're gonna make a commitment to uh, record a podcast once a week. Yep. And uh, Bob, since we have you on the show, thank you for all you've done behind the yes. scenes. Well, thank you. Yep. Thank you for what you've done with the hobby and promoting aviation. Well, now we get to go and uh, finish a flutog plan. <laughs> yeah, we better get, get so, back to building. Is it safe to say probably next podcast that we air, we'll probably be talking about what happened to that flutog plane? Yep. All right, guys, keep chatting. If it prayers. didn't already happen already, you guys may have seen some yeah. videos on it already. But anyways, thanks again, guys. Yeah. And until next week, we'll uh, see you later.